Are you at a crossroads in life with unanswered questions? How does your past connect to your present life? October Hallam can help you discover how your past connects to your present and is shaping your future. October is an intuitive, healer, empath, and medium with over 20 years of experience helping people navigate through some of life's greatest challenges. A recent client from Egypt says, October is pure magic. We keep coming back for more and recommended her to our closest friends. If you would like to book a session with October, please contact her at theancientgift222 at gmail.com. Welcome back to Forbidden Knowledge News. I'm your host, Chris Matthew. Co-hosting me, with me today is Corey Hughes. How you doing, Corey? Excellent, thank you. All right, today our guest is Max Egan, but before I bring him on, I want to thank my Patriot Supply. They are the experts in emergency preparedness. The Rona madness is still afflicting people. Lockdowns uh, definitely are a looming possibility. Uh, but thanks to my Patriot Supply, I have a four-week supply of their awesome food that stays good in storage for up to 25 years. You should get one too right now. You can get $70 off a two-week and $100 off a four-week supply of their awesome food. It stays good in storage, like I said, up to 25 years. Just click the link in the description or visit preparewithfkn.com to get your supply today. And also subscribe to our backup channel on LBRY, just in case YouTube pulls the plug on us. And we're always available on all your favorite podcast platforms. And finally, huge thanks to everyone that's made donations. It's because of you that we can keep bringing you these awesome, amazing guests and keep this essential information coming to you. Today, I want to welcome back to the show Max Egan. He is an activist, filmmaker, researcher, and creator of thecrowhouse.com and The Crow House on YouTube. He exposes our illusions of freedom and the hidden agendas in our slave control matrix. Max, welcome back. How are you doing today? Good, brother. Good to be here. Nice to talk to you again. Not on YouTube anymore, though. Uh, I've got a channel on BitChute. Oh, that's good. Side. Yeah, YouTube's, uh, YouTube's become just a den of cracking down censorship. Um, but last time we spoke, I believe it was, it was May of this year, and the first wave of lockdowns were, were getting started strong. Uh, this massive op was in the early stages of being deployed. I highly recommend everyone going back and listening to that episode because, Max, you were spot on with your predictions about what was going to happen with this op, with this psychological, biological, technological warfare, uh, basically against humanity. Um, the agendas are unfolding very quickly. That's at the same time, there's this large portion of the population that's not buying it anymore. Um, I see 2021 being a very difficult year to say the least. But today I want to start with your part of the world. Um, it seems like the draconian measures are much stricter and, and getting much worse. Uh, how has it been in Australia since we last spoke? Well, it depends on where you are. It's been crazy in Victoria. Uh, where I am, it's, it's been fine. I haven't really noticed this whole pandemic at all. I mean, I mean except that the local border was, was, you had to show your papers to get through the border, but it wasn't completely closed. So... That's the only thing that I've noticed about it. In Victoria, it's been out of control. I've kind of relaxed things a little bit around here for Christmas, but I mean, I've taken all the, the border restrictions down. The borders are fully open again now to between states, but the barriers have just been kind of moved to the side of the road. They haven't packed them up and taken them away. So, of course, they're going to bring them out again later. They'll, they'll probably use Christmas to say, you know, the intermingling has created a new wave. You know, and, you know, the whole lockdown's all been about um, just putting people in a position where they'll, they'll just do anything to, to get out of lockdown. So just give me the vaccine, give me the tags, do all the stuff you want to do, just let me get back to my life sort of an attitude. So that's what they've been promoting. But, yeah, I mean, back in March, I said this, is, this isn't going to go away. It's not going to be two weeks to flatten the curve. This is going to be permanent. And this is what they're doing. I mean, uh, the... the why they're, they're basically not letting people leave the country is is a, a freaky part. I mean, all international flights are basically closed. I think there may be travel bubbles between New Zealand or something. This is the term they're using, travel bubbles we've got now. 
So, but Qantas CEO is saying that you're going to need a vaccination. This, this is what they're saying. Everyone's waiting for the vaccination because everyone's so sick of the lockdown. Everyone wants to get back to normal. And the only way that's going to happen is with a vaccination, you know, because COVID's caused all these problems. You know, COVID hasn't caused any problems. The problems have all been caused by the legislation that's been implemented by the politicians as a response to COVID, which has been 100 times worse than any alleged virus, you know, a virus which they still are yet to identify. So, you know, it, the whole thing's been a scam and it, it's just this problem reaction solution to bring us to this point. But um, it's, it's been horrific here in a lot of places, like especially in Victoria. There's been a, a, some pretty bad stuff happening in South Australia and in Western Australia as well. There's been people who have been subject to forced testing in Western Australia, people who've recently crossed the border and stuff. So, you know, it, it's been, there's been elements of, of, really bad stuff all around the country but i haven't actually noticed that where i live i am expecting things to get a little bit worse next year though as they as they continue to push this agenda you know the, the pushing of the vaccine is going to be the interesting part they're, they're really trying to push this on people uh i don't think the people are going to accept it though about 89 percent of australians have said they don't want the vaccine yeah, just uh, I think it was yesterday or the day before UK approved an official vaccine already. I mean, they've developed yeah. it in a, in a few months, uh, supposedly, and we still uh, they still supposedly haven't isolated the what exactly this coronavirus is, which I'm, I'm, I want to get to later because Corey's done some research on that. Um, but, uh, Corey, you've also said that an Australian intelligence agency recently kind of scooped all the COVID data from monitoring programs. Is that what you is that right? Yeah, the COVID safe data program, I guess, Australian intelligence had been uh, incidentally or accidentally uh, acquiring that information um, from day one through, uh, I guess, the first six months of the program. Is that uh, anything you've heard about, Max? I hadn't, no, but that doesn't surprise me at all. I mean, we've, we've got some incredibly um, draconian stuff going on in this country behind the scenes. I mean, the, the, the government was caught last year, in November last year, using the Chinese surveillance system, what they use for the social crediting with facial recognition and all that shit. They were caught using that in, in Darwin in November last year. And they had to bring in new legislation and end up raiding the ABC offices and, and arresting the reporter who brought that story out, looking for the leak and all sorts of stuff. So, yeah, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me at all. Australia's leading the way in totalitarianism for the, the all the laid-back nature of the country and the laid-back attitude of the politicians. If you look at what they're doing under the counter, it's absolutely horrendous. So it doesn't surprise me at all. But, you know, it's all, it's all the five eyes. And you'll find this is happening in the United States as well. It's just being funneled through Australia. See, with the five eyes surveillance system they've got set up between the United States, Canada, Britain, New Zealand, and Australia, it's all, it's all one big data collection. But it's all funneled through Echelon, and the head offices of Echelon are in Australia and in New Zealand. Pine Gap in Australia is the biggest data processing uh, facility in the world it's it's the most secret base in the world and there's so much that goes on there that the people would never even imagine so it's no surprise that it all comes through australia and australia has been caught yet again with their fingers in the till now you, you briefly mentioned you know china's role uh some people think that they're heavily pulling the strings other believe that you know china's just being manipulated along with many other countries uh what are your thoughts on china how sh how concerned should we be in in how how much power are they holding over this china the, china's run by the same banking cartels that run every other country it's, it's all the one system what they've done in China is through the isolation of China, they, they basically um, had the Cultural Revolution, Mao took over, and they, they basically got all the people into servitude. Then they brought um, capitalism to China and turned it into kind of a, a kind of like a mini America, the way it's been going with capitalism, only you've got all of the really suppressed people wearing masks and all doing what they're told by the government. They kind of did that before they brought capitalism there. So they, they've basically incubated the system that they want in China, and now they need to find a way of bringing it out to the rest of the world. So they use this crisis to do it. And people will see it's a communist takeover. It's China is the one to blame. It's, it's all one big family. It's all one big cartel. When, when you think of the world, people, you know, they see all these nations vying for position. It, it's one big happy family. They all work together. I, I look at the world as, as being 
run by a multinational, multi-generational criminal cabal masquerading as a system of international governments and of, and of nations. But it's all just one big people farm and they're all running their, their pens. And what they've got at the moment is they've closed all the pens. They've got everything locked down. They're doing a stock take. They want everyone locked down in their own home so they know where everybody is so they can come and deliver this vaccine to them, which is going to genetically alter them, very likely sterilise them as well. It's going to dumb them down and it's going to basically, it's going to create two different species here. You're going to have, it, it's what they've been predicting the whole time. When you even look at the fairy tales, like Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, you've got the beautiful elites and the dumbed down little dwarfy people around them. That's what they want the race, the, the human race to be. So they've got to find a means to do it. So they're using the Chinese model. They want that social crediting. They want that surveillance. And how are you going to get the West to do this? How are you going to get the West to walk around wearing masks, do all their shopping from home, keep distance from everybody and, and just do what they're told by the government? You need something like this pandemic to make it happen. You know, but it's it's been a it's been a scam. The whole thing's been a scam. And it's not China that's doing it, it's the it's the cartel that sits behind everything. It's the world invisible government that is doing it. And all of what we see on the surface as the respective governments of each nation are all part of this cartel. They're all puppets. They're all doing what they're told. It's the, it's the hidden government that people are now referring to as the deep state that is actually running the whole show. So that's the thing when people even look at Trump and everything that's going on in the United States to remove the deep state, they don't understand the deep state is a worldwide thing doesn't matter who's president of the United States. And there's, there's not much you can do by removing the deep state in the United States. You can do that. You've still got the whole rest of the world and it's all one big family. You know, so that's what people have got to understand. I mean, all you got to do is look at wars. Have a look at World War One, World War Two. You know, you've got England and America and Germany facing off against each other. They never bombed the government buildings. They went and bombed all the people, all the civilizations. Wipe out all the people. Big depopulation program. And then the governments come and shake hands again. They never bombed the government buildings. Doesn't matter what war you're going to. They want to go and kill Assange in Syria. They've turned Syria to rubble. They've never once bombed Assange, Assange's uh, palace. So if they really wanted to get rid of Assad, I mean, that's not what it's about. It's about depopulation. That's what it's always been about. And they all work together. So that, that's what people have to understand with this. You can't really blame China. It's that communist totalitarian system that they want worldwide. They've simply been incubating the model that they want in China and set China up as this superpower for us all to be scared of. So then we can blame them and we won't look below the surface and see what's what's actually happening and, and the fact that this is all happening to be because we're going along with it you know now you mentioned so, how it, this is basically a, a global cabal that we're dealing with but there seems to be mass uh disorganization confusion infighting uh there seems to be different agendas from different factions that are kind of competing right now or it seems that way because the they are the intelligence agencies are feeding this through social media and the media to confuse people but there there seems to be a lot of that going on either they they're infighting or they're feeding us just different information to help confuse the situation what do you think about that yeah well i think that uh, if you really want to look really deep at this i think the whole thing is is basically being run by ai and a lot of the different factions in there a lot of the political figures i mean a lot of the people that have been sort of feathering their own nests and thinking they're rising to this position of power in the end i realize that they're all they're all getting thrown on the pile with everybody else everyone's actually losing their power even the individual governments are losing their power. The state premiers here in Australia are losing their power. For all the power that Daniel Andrews is, is um, um, showing and, and exhibiting at the moment, this is all a puppet show. He's been controlled by somebody else. Scott Morrison's losing his power. Look at the power the President of the United States has got. He's getting banned on Twitter and all the sort of stuff they're doing to Donald Trump at the moment. Every post they're putting up, they're saying, oh, this is disputed. I mean, if they can do this to the President, all of these people are starting to lose their grip and, and they're realizing that the, what they've created, this AI system that they've created, they've lost control of it. And now it is dictating where we're going. So that's the thing. Even when we, we talk about taking down the deep state, you could get rid of every corrupt politician. You know, Trump could win the election. He could go and arrest Hillary Clinton and Biden and all these people. And we could, we could do all this stuff. We could arrest Bill Gates and Fauci and all these people. But it's the tech companies, it's the technology itself, which is now dictating where we're going. 
you know, according to these algorithms, what the algorithms say we should be doing. When you look at all the, the, the um, predictions for this alleged virus and all of the social distancing measures and the masks and all these things, this is all, this is all AI that's been dictating what we should do. You know, the algorithms tell us, you know, the computer model tells us this what is what we should do. So that is what is leading us into this inevitable conclusion. So that's something people are really not taking into account. You know, they've lost control of the system and we're seeing all of the people, all of the elites that we perceived as being elite are now coming across as just, just average people. You know, when you, when you, you, you give everybody a soapbox and you get all the famous people and you lock all them down as well. So they're all locked in their homes, the same as all the, the normal people, or suddenly they lose their, 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 you know, they don't seem like some demigod or this this big figure that you need to worship anymore. Suddenly, they become just a normal person like you. So they're losing their elite status through this, and they, they can feel that as well. And a lot of them are freaking out, I think. So, you know, you've got people there clutching at straws. You know, the ship is sinking, and the rocks are scurrying, and they're trying to find a way out and and save themselves and still keep face. Yeah, because they know the people are going to come for them. If, if if things really go as bad as what they look like they're going to, then none of these people that have run this show, Cuomo and all these these people, none of these people are going to be safe. Boris Johnson, um, Scott Morrison, even our Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, when he announced the first two weeks to flatten the curve, you just got to stay home for two weeks, 14 days, the look on his face you could see he was lying through his teeth and he really felt uncomfortable doing what he was doing, but he had no choice because he was being told to do it. You know, you better do this little fella or we're going to expose this dirt we've got on you. And that's going to be really ugly. And yeah, you've got to understand that all these people who have risen to positions of power are there because they've got dirt on them. Otherwise they wouldn't let them get there. And they've all backed themselves into a corner and they, a lot of them can probably see the writing on the wall now. And they know that they're going to get thrown on the trucks with everybody else. You know, those who, those who lead the slaves into, into um, captivity will themselves be led into captivity. They will follow the slaves in there. This has been written for a long time and they can all see the writing on the wall now. So yeah, the, the rats are scurrying brother. Man, it's interesting how you said that uh, AI is kind of uh, controlling everything. Uh, when you look at it from that aspect, it uh, it gives you a whole new outlook on everything. And um, you know, you also mentioned that you know Trump. Uh, what what's happening right now? We've spoken before about how I feel about uh, our political system. Um, how I think you know both sides are basically shit, corrupt, under a level of control. Uh, it looks like we're definitely going to have the hair sniffing Biden puppet as our president. And I was never a Trump supporter. Uh, I've I've always believed he was just part of the show, like all the other presidents. But he was attacked so much and hated so extremely by you know even all sides. Uh, and now we have these lawsuits going on from the election. I'd like to get a few of your thoughts on what's going on here in the United States with Trump, the election. I mean, was he ever legitimately trying to to do anything to help us? Look, I don't know. I mean, maybe he was, maybe he wasn't. I don't trust any side of politics. I mean, maybe he was naive enough to actually believe that the president held some power and could actually do something like that. But I mean, like I said, when you see the deep state is worldwide, it, it doesn't matter what you do with the United States. The United States is one country. It may be a superpower, but you could bring down all those corrupt politicians. And it's not really going to make a lick of difference. But when I, when I look at this whole Trump presidency, I mean, I personally think Trump's going to get back in. I think that they're going to run this law. I mean, the election has been such an obvious fraud. It's been so ridiculously obvious, even to the point that you see Biden come on now and you've got, you've got signs behind him saying office of the president-elect. There is no office of the president-elect. When did this come about? When was this invented? You've got the media calling the elections, banning the president's tweets. The media has shown themselves to be completely corrupt. The, the voter fraud is so blatantly obvious. And now you've got things like General Flynn and other people calling for uh, and the imposition of martial law to hold a new election, because if they allow this to go through, then you've lost the republic, because this will undermine all... You know, if they're able to pull this fraud off and it isn't, it's just, they just get away with it. You know, they, 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 you know, Trump actually has an obligation to impose martial law and to hold the election again. And really, when you look at the US Constitution, he does. So 
Um, I said before that Trump could well be the last president. He may even do a third term after this, which would be absolutely historic. But it's all leading to, towards the same thing. It doesn't really matter what, what happens. I mean, if, if Biden gets appointed uh, president, he's not going to last the term. Kamala will take it off. Did you see that thing Biden said the other day? If I do something wrong, I'll just pretend I've got a deadly illness and resign. Did you see that? No, I didn't see that. I'm going to put her wow. on my next report. It was a class. He's basically saying he's going to hand the election to Kamala. And she's looking at him going like this, shaking her head, you know, going, what do you say? He's, he's just senile. He, does, he knows what the script is in his head, and he's just basically giving it away on TV. But uh, So if he gets appointed, the Republicans and Trump and all, all the patriots have a legitimate reason to mount a civil war and take the country back. And are they going to let that happen or are they going to let Trump go in there and declare martial law just for a little while, just a little bit of martial law? We've got to, we've got to declare martial law and remove every, all the, the um, points to protect you from the Constitution in order to protect the Constitution. <laughs> so, I mean, be, they, got, um... they got this. And if they do that, all of the, all the Democrats and all the Antifa and all these splinter groups that they've got set up there, they're ready to just go off and start burning the country down. So either way, it's going to go to massive instability and it's going to lead to like a, the, the food chain is almost completely broken down in the United States. Now, the United States is turning into a third world country through all this, you know, so it's going to go either way, but either way it does go, there's going to be massive instability on the ground in the United States. It's going to end up crashing the food chain. It's going to end up crashing the U S economy. All the stimulus packages are going to finish in the next month or so. So you're going to have so many homeless people come out over, over Christmas, just in January next year, you're going to have, there's been like 24 million businesses closed. It'll probably never open again. So you've got a hugely um, brutal tidal wave of, of um, despair erupting in the United States in the next couple of months. Either way, whoever gets in, and that's very likely going to crash the U.S. economy. You'll lose, lose um, your position as a world reserve currency, which was the only thing actually maintaining the American lifestyle. So you're heading for a pretty drastic situation. And when that happens, it's going to crash the whole world economy. We'll go with it. And then they move it over to their, their digital system that they wanted to do. So it's all been part and parcel to the same thing. I mean, they couldn't have got away with, with any of this without Trump there and the Patriots thinking that he's fighting on their side. I mean, like I said, perhaps he's naive enough to actually think he can make a difference because he's just that business mentality. But I can't see how he could be that stupid. I really don't. I mean, even when you look at some of the the, the um, he hasn't done anything in the last four years really to prevent this happening. Um, and it's been so obvious. And when you, when you, even when you look at Czechoslovakia, how they did it there, they made the election fraud so obvious that there was an uprising. They, they brought the, the government in. And how can anyone have any faith in the, in the political system after this, this uh, farce of an election? How can anyone have faith in the media after this? Better to have Trump, our saviour, in there and then turn all the media over to him, let the government control the media. We've got faith in the judicial system because they just saved our country. So better have all that stuff government controlled. You can see where they can go with it. You know, you suddenly have government controlling the information because we can only trust Trump. We have government controlling everything because we can only trust Trump. You know, he's their Trump card. And I, I actually think he's going to get appointed president. I think they're going to, they want to do this because they want to expose just how corrupt the system is because they need to completely demoralize the country and have people's faith completely destroyed in the political system and in the media so they can implement their, their state control that they want to have. Man, that'd be fascinating to see if that if it actually rolls out like that. Um, but when it comes to this actual COVID, this virus, this Frankenstein disease, um, the CDC stopped reporting flu cases uh, this year for some reason. Um, and other sources, you know, many sources are different when it comes to all the numbers of the uh, this coronavirus. Uh, Corey's done a lot of research, uh, and I think you believe that there are three different strains uh, that have actually been identified, and it is some sort of biologically created um, virus. Uh, what are your thoughts on what we're actually dealing with when it comes to the virus itself, Max? 
Um, I don't personally think there is any virus. Um, I think, like, we have coronaviruses all the time. They, they basically recategorised this year's flu season. If you look at the charts here in Australia, the, the flu bottomed out on March 15th. There's been no flu in the country since then. This is just the seasonal flu. It's, viruses are produced in our bodies. See, I don't, I don't really go into the whole uh, contagion theory, germ theory, that we actually catch things from, uh, from other people. I think that the only way you actually catch viruses is you have them injected into you or you ingest them. I mean, you can catch virus like you get someone, you know, something bites you and you get rabies because they broke the skin. It got into your blood. You can catch it if it gets into your blood. It needs to be put into you. But they did tests where they were collecting mucus and stuff and scrapes from people's throats and noses and, and using, you know, atomizers to spray it into other people's lungs and they still couldn't get anybody to catch catch flus. So they never, they've never found that, that there's been anything proven to be contagious unless it's pierced into the skin or, or you know somehow i mean sexually transmitted diseases that sort of stuff there's a fluid exchange that happens so uh unless there's something like that i mean i don't think that there is i mean even when you look at what they are using you know if there was a virus why are they using pcr to test for the virus because pcr can't test for anything you just simply it, it's it's a scientific tool for used for study i mean if you if you believe there's something some sort of material there you can grab you know a molecule of this material you can double it and double it and double it and double it until you've got heaps of it so you've got enough to work with so you can study it that's what it's for a positive pcr result doesn't mean you're infected with anything so why are they even using this as a test if there's an actual virus you know and when you look at what they did they, they located um 37 base pairs now they've got a computer model to build the other thirty thousand. So to create the, what they thought the virus looked like and what they thought they should make a vaccine for. And even when you look at what the PCR test is, is looking for and identifying, one of the things it's identifying is the primary root structure of chromosome 8. You look at chromosome 8, all you've got to do is look at people with chromosome 8 deficiency. These are people of low intelligence. These are people who have uh, compromised immune systems, don't live very long, almost like Down syndrome, but not the physical attributes of Down syndrome. So, you know, but, but slow learners, not, not real bright people. So this is what happens with a chromosome 8 depletion. So when you look at that, if, the, if they're identifying, okay, if you've got active chromosome 8 in your body, we're testing you positive for coronavirus. We're, we're saying, well, we found this stuff. We've, we've, we've done 40 amplification cycles on it. So now we've got a lot of it. I mean, what does that even mean? What does that even mean? How does that mean you've got a virus? Just because we've amplified this 40 times, so what? Now you've found, it's very difficult for, for to like you'll find one molecule of just about anything in someone's body, and you can get that one molecule, and you can suddenly amplify that until you've got heaps of it. Doesn't mean that they're infected with whatever this was, you know. So it doesn't actually mean anything. So if there was a virus, what, why are they using PCR as their means of uh, you know, allegedly identifying it? You know, the whole thing is such an incredible scam. So, yeah. I mean, I think that um, people are going to get sick once they get this vaccine. They're going to find this vaccine will attack chromosome 8. It's even, it's interesting they're talking now that they have to store it at um, below 70 degrees, minus 70 degrees. They have to store this vaccine at minus 70 degrees. If you look at uh, studies they did about 10 or 15, maybe even 20 years ago, they were, they were um, finding that if they use, if they got, human sperm male sperm and they put that in a vaccine and they injected someone with human sperm your body would starting develop antibodies to attack that sperm this would cause um if you injected it into children for example this would cause young boys their immune system to attack their testicles it would cause women to develop an immune response to having sex from a male from having sperm ejaculated into them so this is a, a basically a way of sterilizing people and, and depopulating people. And it's, in, and it's interesting that vaccines with sperm in them had to be stored below minus 70 degrees. So I find it interesting that this new COVID-19 vaccine has to be stored below minus 70 degrees. So I think that if you think, if you, you think about that, it's attacking chromosome mate. So you're going to be dumbed down. Your body's going to start attacking chromosome mate. So this is, this is your intelligence. This, helps governs your intelligence part of it anyway and it's also possibly going to be rendering you sterile as well so i mean 
to me, that's what it's all about. If if people are going to get a virus, I'd say it'll be in the it'll be in the vaccine, and that's what uh, that's when we'll see people starting to uh, to get sick if they're not already getting sick from wearing the masks and everything else they're doing. You know. Uh, is there anything you want to add, Corey? Because I know that um, you know you've you've done some research <clears throat> in the beginning. There was you know all kinds of deaths coming out of China. People are having different symptoms, strange cardiovascular symptoms. And it seems like there was something that was actually causing this. Uh, any thoughts to add before we move on from the actual COVID situation here? Well, I find this thing is very complicated. This whole plot has many, many, many moving parts that all integrate. And so, um, Yes, in the very beginning, I do believe that there were actually multiple legit strains of something. Um, they were labeled and still are labeled in the uh, GenBank database as Wuhan uh, pneumonia virus. Okay, so in the very early uh, weeks, there were three separate viruses identified. Um, as Max said, in you move into April, April fourth here in the U.S., flu season came to a sudden screeching halt. And all flu deaths ended April 4th. That's uh, not how nature works. Um, and so I think what happened was you have a couple things. Number one, I think that COVID was absolutely made in a lab. There were multiple strains released around the same time. Um, I think it was a dud. I think this thing was supposed to be a massive killer, but it wasn't. And so they had to scramble and find a way to cover and continue with their plan. And so as uh, French biologists, um, Luc Montagnier, who was the uh, biologist who found uh, HIV, he discovered HIV and got the Nobel Prize for it. Um, he basically said that having HIV spliced into a, uh, another organism, which is uh, HIV strains one, two, three, and SIV were found spliced in at key receptor points on these three separate Wuhan pneumonia viruses. Okay. And the whole point of that is because it gets into your system and binds to the human chromosome much better. And, you know, so some people were saying they were having their uh, sense of smell and taste disappearing. It was because these um, enhanced, um, I'm not a biologist, I don't know if it's a virus or whatever, but it latches into your uh, nervous system and actually fries the neurons that uh, interact with your smell and taste. So um, I think this thing burned itself out very quickly, just like Luc Montagnier said it would. It would. Uh, it does, nature does not like to be messed with. Um, and so now it's probably all gone by now, right? To probably three to six months for that to destroy itself. And now all the flu deaths are being labeled as COVID deaths. So they did like the Indiana Jones when he swaps the bag of dirt for the, for the idol. That's kind of what they did here. Um, and so, yeah, there's a, there's a whole lot more aspects to it. Um, the borrowing of numbers from other causes of death, there's a whole lot of things going on here, but yeah, it's, it's a very, there are a lot of moving parts here for sure. Yeah. And I think interesting, the interesting take, that's an interesting take. I mean, it's possible. I mean, I've tried it so many times, Ebola, you know, AIDS, SARS, MERS, bird flu, everything they've tried and it's never worked. So it's, it's an interesting take. And uh, Max, you were mentioning, you know, how the vaccine is going to be the main thing that we have to worry about. And when you follow the money, it's all going back to big tech companies. Um, you know, they, they want to try these new ways of um, splicing RNA into the, the vaccines. So it does mm -hmm. appear that this is something new that they want to push on the populace. They're already talking about, you know, travel restrictions. You can't do this. You can't do that until you have this vaccine. So that does seem like a definite uh, immediate concern um, but as far as the mandate um, you know forcing people to take these vaccines how do you think this is going to be kind of rolled out and put upon the people well they're just going to um, they'll say we're not going to mandate it but you'll find that governments will say well we won't, we won't let you come into our country if, if you can't show proof of immunization so that's the way they're going to play it. The government will say, well, we can't, we, we, there's nothing we can do. We don't want to have to mandate. We, we won't mandate it, but, you know, these shops aren't going to let you in there if you ha aren't vaccinated and, you know, you're not going to be able to go to supermarkets. You're not going to be able to go to gigs. It's not us. It's the venue, you know, because we put all these restrictions in there, all these COVID safe guidelines for the venue. And so the only choice they've got is for you to mandate a vaccine. But of course, we're not going to mandate it. This is the way they're going to do it. So, but there's been a huge pushback. Even if you go to the, there's a, a website called, what's it called? It's called um, World Vaccine 
polls, World Vaccine Polls. You can go there now, should vaccines be mandatory? And the poll at the moment says 96.4% say no, 3.6% say yes. So, you know, was the government reaction to COVID worse than the virus? 91% of people say yes. Are you getting the COVID vaccine? 93% of people say no. Should masks be mandatory? 92% say no. Do you trust the World Health Organization? 94% say no. So this is the real status of what people are thinking about it. So they've got to find a way to, to get people to do it. So the way they're going to do it is, is like I said, it'll be companies. You now we don't have a choice. And it's people have got to understand it's always been about the vaccine. I mean, you, even if vaccines were real and they worked, which I, I don't believe in vaccines doing anything at all apart from damaging us, but it takes years for them to test this thing. In a matter of months, they've rolled this thing out and they've given the vaccine companies indemnity. There's been the British government has been putting out tenders for someone to develop an AI program for them just to manage the sheer volume of adverse reactions they're going to have from this vaccine. So, yeah, and this is uh, against an alleged virus, which, according to people such as Roger, Roger Hodkinson, the, the Dr. Roger, Roger Hodkinson, who's a very, very uh, well established, highly credentialed doctor, he says there's a one in 300,000 chance of anyone over uh, under 65 years of age dying from this virus. So with these type of figures, they're rolling out this vaccine that they believe is, is, is you know, going to save the world. Now, it's always been about the vaccine. What this vaccine is going to do is going to genetically alter you. You look at Bill Gates, it's an mRNA vaccine. It even tells you in that presentation. That normally, they'll give you a, vi- a vaccine which will contain fragments of virus it'll contain viral fragments so your body can see these little parts and it will develop antibodies to attack those parts what this vaccine will do it was it will actually snip your dna it will slice it and it will embed a piece of foreign code in your dna which will tell your dna to manufacture the antibodies it needs when it comes in contact with whatever they tell it to manufacture it for now when you realize that one of the things it's looking for is chromosome 8 you're going to have your own DNA manufacturing uh, antibodies for your immune system, which is going to attack itself, a part of itself, which is your, the chromosome eight part of your DNA. It's going to seek to eliminate that from your DNA probably very quickly, you know. So it, it, it's next level stuff. And if they're going to genetically modify you like this, well, when you have children, is that going to be passed on to them? This is going to genetically modify the human race from here on. There will be no going back from what they want to do. You guarantee they won't be having this vaccine. All of the people up there at the top won't be having this vaccine, but a lot of the other people will. And this is going to completely change humankind. This is, like I said, if you think of things like Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, where you've got the the beautiful elites and you've got the dumbed down goblin-like people, that's what they want. That's what they want. They just want workers that are just smart enough to operate the machinery for them uh, and do what they're told. They don't even have the cognitive awareness to know that there's a problem and that there's something going on and that they are controlled and that the thoughts they're having may not even be their own thoughts. They won't even have the cognitive function to be able to think about this. They'll have no connection to spirituality. They'll be deeply embedded in materialism. And it'll just be all this competitive thing. Who's got the most stuff that they win? You know, so th- this is where we're going. This is going to completely genetically modify the human race. It split us into two. We will have, the, like I said, the dumbed down goblin-like people and the, the beautiful elites. So this is where they want to go with it. And that's the danger of this vaccine. This is unlike any other vaccine that they've rolled out. And all of these, these stringent guidelines they've put in place, it's just problem, reaction, solution. They want to get you so frustrated with it. You've lost your business. You've been locked down. You can't go outside. You've got to wear a mask. You've got to socially distance. For God's sake, just give me the vaccine and let us go back to normal, please. Because that's yeah. the only way they're going to get you to take it. They've got to force you to do it. It could make your life so uncomfortable that if you don't have this, and and the problem is that the people who do have it, they're going to force it on you. They're going to see you as being infectious if you don't do this to yourself. You know, that's the problem, you know. Hey, Max, a video recently uh, came out on BitChute uh, yesterday or today showing in Australia um, police coming to do a, a forced COVID test. Do you know anything about that? Yeah, that's in Western Australia. 
that's what I mentioned before. That was a guy who recently crossed the border into Western Australia, I think, from South Australia, and they, they came to his house and said they want to force him to do this COVID test, uh, possibly a $20,000 fine or um, um, whatever force is required to force him to take the test, you know. If you watch the whole video of that, he's, he's, he's asking a few questions and, and trying to get them to answer them, and they're just basically fobbing them all off. They're not interested, so... Yeah, that's that's pretty drastic, and that's that was Western Australia. It, it's uh, not happening everywhere, but it's uh, and it's interesting. I mean, they they've dropped the borders down. They've they've opened the borders now in Western Australia. So a few days later, they wouldn't be doing that. So why are they doing that to him now? When you know they've just opened the borders a couple of days later. It was a guy who got arrested here for for moving one of the blockades and getting through the Queensland New South Wales border. Twenty four hours later, they they opened the border. But yet this guy got fined $1,600 for moving the blockade and coming through the day before, you know, because the virus has got a calendar, of course. It, it knows, you know. Right. That's insane. Now, I want to go back to, to Bill Gates for a second. Um, this psychopath, you know, you had mentioned how uh, he, this vaccine wants to alter humanity. And I'm pretty sure you've seen his, his TED talk about uh, how – he wanted to ultimately a vaccine to, to eliminate people's spirituality. And uh, this seems like another kind of agenda going on, uh, you know, with we see China trying to destroy all kinds of spiritual beliefs in their country and, you know, be integrated into this Borg hive mind. Um, now we see the vaccines coming out. We have bills, bill, uh, Bill Gates's talk about trying to eliminate people's spirituality and change people's minds. So if you look back at everything that's happened, you know, um, the event 201, everything that that's been leading up with this, with Bill Gates and everything, it, it makes complete sense uh, about the, uh, the alteration of our DNA with these vaccines. Yeah, well, yeah, and your thing is, you know, do you trust your government? Okay, if they're, they're going to reject you with this mRNA vaccine, it's going to change your DNA. It's going to insert a piece of code into your DNA that will be programmed to, um, when you get a virus in your body, it will be programmed to just go and eliminate that virus. When you really look at what viruses are, they're exosomes. This is this is the way of your body cleansing itself. So they're basically eliminating your body's cleansing mechanism with this, and and. Do you trust your government? If, if this is a piece of artificial DNA that's coded and put in there, are they able to change it? Are they able to put instructions into it? Are they able to tell it to, okay, we'll do this and do that and eliminate this and eliminate that? What's it going to be doing? You know, if you, if you uh, become a person of interest to the government, they don't like what you're saying. You look at some of the technology they've got with your smartphone. The smartphone is the key to the whole thing. The smartphone, your smartphone, you know, when you, your smartphone will actually scan the whole area and it will, it will, um, scan every Bluetooth device that it is within range of. Did you know that? It, it'll it'll scan all your biometric functions. It'll scan your blood pressure, all this stuff. When you've got this piece of DNA code in there, what instructions can they put into your phone to give to this DNA to do whatever, give you a heart attack, whatever they want to do? You know, they're putting a back door into your body, a programmable back door into your body. A digitally programmable backdoor. Think about the implications of this. Now, when you've got uh, your smartphone, which is connected up to a system, which can can then access your body, your smartphone can they can decide. Well, they don't like what this guy's saying. We'll just access his power steering on his car, and we'll turn that off. Yeah, we'll access the the locks and the lighting and the electricity on his house. We'll turn all that off. We'll access his bank account. We'll do all this stuff because it's all going to be digital. They can do it all through the smartphone. And once they've got this back door into your body, they can also program you. They can get your body to attack itself. You know, that's the, the potential of this. And when you think about these technologies and, and the potential for abuse of these technologies, are you seriously going to let someone put a back door into your body, reprogram your own DNA so that you're, not, you're, you're a hybrid now? You're not, a, you're not a, a human anymore. You're now a hybrid, a programmable hybrid. There are so many people on board with this, Max, though. There are people that want to become hybrids. You know, there are people that are going along with these agendas because that's where they want to see our future go. And it's these people that, I, you know, we have to be most worried about. 
Well, if you want to, if you want to be a, a hybrid, that's all very well. But I'm sure these people would want to be in control of that. You know, I'll become like Superman, sure, but I'm in control of it. But what if you become like Superman, but you're not in control of it? AI is in control of it, and it is programming you. And the thoughts you're having are not even your own. You really want to put yourself in that position where you've got an AI which is deciding what is good for humanity. Just turning people into these little worker drones. You see, the AI just wants an efficient system. It doesn't want you thinking. It doesn't want you doing this. It doesn't want you having fun. It's not. It's all about economics. It's all about efficiency and and everything being regimented. It's all got to run like a computer, you know. So that's what's happening to humankind. And you, once once you're injected with this, and if it attacks your chromosome A and it attacks your cognitive function, you won't even know. You won't even know this is, is happening to you. You won't even have the, the potential to even think about the fact that you might be under control. I mean, is that really the future that people want? You know, that's that's where we're going. That's that's the potential of this. And like, like I said, it's it's programmable codes they're putting into your DNA. You might really trust your government. Oh, look, we're only going to do this for your safety. It's just to protect you from diseases. Really, do you seriously believe that's all they will use it for? I mean, look at the track record of these people. They're barefaced lies. If they can get this type of control over people, then they just have got control. That's it. They can just simply sit there. It'd be like playing a game. They can sit there with a little handset and just, just play the human race, like they're playing a Star Wars game or something, you know? So yeah. it's, it's uh, incredible the amount of control they'll, they'll be able to get out of this once it's all linked together. See, all the tech and all the Wi-Fi, the Internet of Things, all they've got to do is find a way of linking your biology up to that. And that's what this is all about. That's always been what this is about. And that's why the lockdowns and all the stuff they've done is so bad because they want to completely demoralize you and frustrate you and force you to say, yes, please give me the vaccine. Just let my life go back to normal. And that's why they're doing it. Yeah, under the guise, they've been rolling out all the, this big tech uh, 5G. And now we're, you know, we're going to have this pandemic part two. But you know, the integration of um, AI or, or robotics into uh, the, the humans has, you know, seemed to be an agenda that has been talked about for a long time. And now that it's it's finally rolling out, um, we do have, uh, I see, like I said, pockets of resistance of people that, that don't want to see it go this way. Do you think that, uh, that we would have some kind of revolt or revolution eventually? Because the United States, I see, is one of the last countries that's going to stand up and take to the streets like some of these other, other countries are right now. Um, what do you think about that? I think you, you'll definitely have some sort of conflict happen in the United States, um, even if it's Trump's imposition of martial law. I'm sure that won't last a couple of weeks, like people have been told, you know, a few days or a couple of weeks just while we have another election. I mean, once, once you give government this type of power, they don't relinquish that power. There'll be a point where the patriots try to stand up. Like I said, it's going to depend on which way it goes. If, if Biden gets in, then a lot of the patriots and militias will, I think, will attempt to take the country back. I wouldn't be surprised if Biden got assassinated if he actually got in. And then if, if, the, uh, if the Supreme Court appoints Trump, which is what I think they actually will do, then the Democrats and Antifa and Black Lives Matter and all the crew that they've got ready on the ground are just going to start slashing and burning anyway. So that will create an excuse for martial law. You know, and also, you know, to, to say they need to impose martial law now to save the country to, to save the Republic. And this is happening just as they're rolling out the vaccines and you've got operation warp speed that says we want to vaccinate the entire country within 24 hours. How would they do that? Well, you'd have to impose martial law to do that, but you can't impose martial law and say it's for the vaccines. But if martial law just happens to be imposed to save the country while the vaccines are rolled out, well, this is a good opportunity to be able to actually, we can do this now while we've got everybody in place, it's, it's a, you know, so you can see how you know, it all ties together. But either way, I think it's going to lead to conflict unless they can declare martial law to save the country. They can roll out all the vaccines. And by the time martial laws are released, everyone will be just dumbed down and stupefied. And there won't ever be an uprising because everyone would have been vaccinated. Yeah. So that's that's another way of doing it as well. Coming along with it is the the censorship. Um, they're deplatforming everyone and taking down all the uh, different um, all 
points of view so that uh, basically we won't have any alternatives to to listen to anymore. Um, and also on top of that, we have these conspiracy theories uh, that are coming out on social media to kind of perpetuate that, oh, we need to silence these voices because it's harmful now, because these harmful conspiracy theories are going to are too dangerous for people to hear. So then the censorship is, is ramping up along with these agendas. And pretty soon, uh, you know, you're, you're already off YouTube. I don't know how much longer I've got. Um, we, we're going to see uh, the deplatforming of all these alternative voices. And, you know, how are we going to get uh, the information through then? This seems to be happening very quickly now. Yeah, it is. I mean, what are we going to be left with, like carrier pigeons or something? I mean, they, uh, now it's all um, digitized. It's it's very easy to deplatform people. You know, if they actually go to ban your website, well, usually when they do it, they've put markers and stuff in there so that if you even try to upload it to another server, it, it won't accept it. So, yeah, I mean, we've moved over to BitChute and other places, but that's under uh, you know, a massive attack as well. So, yeah, it's a huge attempt to shut down uh, the truth. And I think that there's, they're very likely going to shut down the internet. They're even predicting it, even if it's only for a couple of weeks. But I think it'll be more the internet. It'll be the whole grid. And that would be a perfect time to do that as well if Trump does get uh, elected. Uh, once things really start going pear-shaped, they could easily just shut down all communication and we won't know what's going on until it all comes back online. So at that point, it'll be every man for himself. So, yeah, a freaky, freaky type of a, a, a situation we're going into. The next couple of years are going to be very, very telling, I think. But, you know, um, there's, a, there's an opportunity through it all as well. I think there's, there's really an opportunity through all this. And, and as I've said before, I think they've done this time and time again. I, I think this isn't anything new what we're going through now. I think all these things have been predicted I think that's why so many legends exist. Like I've gone through so many times the legends of the scrying mirrors and sigils and things to watch out when we see these things, what the Lucifer system actually is, what Lucifer actually is, which is, is the internet. And it, 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 I think they do it time and time again. So, yeah, I've forgotten what the question was. That you asked. Sorry, brother. No, that's so. okay. Uh, but it, it, it is kind of going into um, what I wanted to talk about too. You know, we, we're seeing – the uh, kind of changing of uh, these the political system right now. Um, and during the Trump presidency, we were hearing um, mentions of arrests with this uh, Epstein sex trafficking. Um, it was ramping up for a while. And then now we're silent again. Uh, do you think that we're going to see any pursuit of these high level sex traffickers or, or politicians or individuals um, anytime in our near future again, or do you think this is just kind of disappear into the, the background and will be subject to more of the uh, pressing agendas that are at play? Look, it'll depend on how they run it with the vaccines and the effects that vaccines have on people. If Trump gets elected, if he gets appointed back again and there are no arrests, there'll be revolution because he's been calling this for so long. If, if this election fraud goes unpunished, if he actually gets elected and this election fraud goes unpunished, uh, there'll, be, there'll be revolution. But then if they manage to vaccinate people and they all get dumbed down and forget about what happened yesterday, then it won't matter either way. So, um, you know, ultimately what we're heading for is, is uh, destabilization and world governance which will be AI. In, in that situation, it won't matter who's president. It'll just be a figurehead. It'll be the same in all countries. So that's why the, the rats are scurrying so much because they're realising they're losing their positions of power. Because once AI comes in control, then AI will be dictating what, what goes on. And if people are down on social credit points, AI will identify them. It will send a message out to the police and the police will go and pick them up. And their sentence will already be predetermined by what the AI said their social credit points are. So you don't even need a judicial system from that point. You don't even really need governance from that point. They're just there in, in name only and in figurehead only. So, I mean, that's the way it's going if, if it moves into this AI grid. And there's not really a lot stopping that. That's why all this theatrics doesn't really matter. What the theatrics is about is to destabilize the United States, to demoralize, destabilize the United States, to allow their phoenix to rise from the ashes. 
It's like Bibi Netanyahu once said, we will, we will milk the United States for every, every penny they've got, and then it can blow away like dust in the wind. That's how much they care about the United States. So, yeah, um, yeah and, and, you know, really when you look at Bibi and Israel, I mean, there's, a, there's a definitely fingerprints in there as well. But even, even when I look at that whole situation, I think that um, they're actually being controlled by the AI as well. They're just doing the AI's bidding. I think AI has been running this whole thing for quite a while. That's, That's very, just my personal opinion. Very interesting. Um, now, Corey, before I ask uh, my final questions here, is there anything else you want to ask Max? Um, no, I want to point something out, though, uh, besides the fact that, of course, it's the Zionists who are behind this. Uh, of course, they're behind everything. So we're not going to have to get into a deep conversation on that. But the one thing that uh, you know, people talk about is like the Rockefeller Foundation and Lockstep. And then you've got event 201. But the one thing that people really aren't talking about, which is the key to their implementation of these plans, is the 100 Resilient Cities program. Um, mm, the 100 Resilient cities, cities program. Yeah, the 100 Resilient Cities program by the Rockefeller Foundation basically reached out to the 100, you know, 100 cities around the world and they bought positions in government and offered them access to billions of dollars in funding for all kinds of projects to put their people in strategic positions, um, particularly to offer, offer counsel on things like COVID. Um, we've got one right up the road here in uh, Boulder, Colorado, an officer of resilience paid for by the Rockefeller Foundation. And um, that kind of opened the door to me realizing that there are multiple think tanks involved that are buying positions in governments all around the world. And that's kind of how they're getting their people in place. Yeah, the strong city program. Melbourne's a strong city. I think New York's a strong city as well. All the places where we've seen the lockdown be the most severe, you'll find are all strong cities. They're all part of that program. Yeah. So yeah, good on you for bringing it up. All right. Well, to close out, Max, I mean, I, I know that there's a lot of um, troubles that we're looking forward to. It's going to be a rough uh, future ahead, especially for, for the few next few months and years. What do you think is the best solution for people on their own to personally get prepared and uh, maybe start at their own level to deal with this? Uh, you know, especially for people who are just coming around and waking up and saying, Hey man, you know, this is bullshit. We've been lied to our whole lives. Well, you know, we have, I mean, ultimately this is a sole test and it's going to come down to every, each individual's choice in the end of, of which way you want to go and, and whether you're prepared to, to face it without flinching. Um, that's, that's what I'm prepared to do. The only advice I can really give to people is, uh, as I've been telling people for months now, to stock up on food, get yourself a good supply, get yourself to some, some moral high ground, some spiritual high ground. Get out of the cities if you've got any way of doing that. I highly recommend you get out of the city. If you're in a city, the city is the most unsafe place you can be through what is coming. So that that's a, a real recommendation. If you can find somewhere out in the country where there's a community of like-minded people around you, you've got a sort of support group would be great. But otherwise, just get yourself set up uh, alone somewhere if you, if you have to. But get yourself a supply for you. Get yourself uh, the means to weather the storm that's coming because there is a storm coming and uh, there's no way to avoid it at this point. You know, if we get, when we get to the other side, and I think we're going to be heading into a bright future, I don't personally think they're going to get away with what they want to do. I think the human race is too strong. I think there's going to be a huge pushback. But in saying that, uh, there's going to be a lot of suffering through that because they're just going to make it happen. You know, if, if people push back hard enough, they'll just, they'll just call another lockdown or they'll cut off the food supply or whatever. You know, and it, that's that's the interesting thing. That that's you know why they've created supermarkets and they've created this international dependency and they've taken away people's life skills is just to make you dependent on the system. Which is what the supermarket city culture is all about. The trucks stop flowing to the supermarkets and all those people in the cities uh, are going to be in for a pretty desperate situation. And it's going to be every man for himself. And the cities are going to become. Uh, death zones if people allow it to get that far so um, that would be my recommendation get yourself out of the city get yourself to some morally uh, high ground some spiritual high ground and be prepared to weather the storm that's coming I mean don't stop speaking out about it but just get yourself somewhere safe if you are in the city at least get yourself somewhere safe somewhere where you can uh, you know keep yourself out of harm's way because there's definitely harm coming 
All right, Max. Great, uh, great advice. Thank you once again for coming on. Um, I'd love to have you back on for an update as long as it's available to, to do this on this platform. Yeah, happy to come on anytime, brother. And I don't want to bring people negative information as well when I'm saying that. I don't want to put people into fear, but it's important that people, you know, you can't lose focus of the side that we're going to get through this and we're going to win. But you also have to be aware of what the, the, the worst plans of the enemy are. So, you know, you've got to, you've got to be realistic about it. Because otherwise, if you approach this with hubris and just think, oh, we're all going to be good, well, no, you've, you've got to take steps to make sure that you are good. So I don't want to be a downer on anyone's day. But, you know, we've got to be realistic at, 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 you know, what's happening here. We're in unprecedented times and it's, it's really important that people, you know, see the writing on the wall. I mean, we've done what we can over the last 12, 15 years to try to wake people up. But, you know, it's got to this point now, so it's going to go to a, an inevitable conclusion. It may not be what they want. It'll probably end up being what we want. But in the meantime, there's, we're going to go through a pretty rocky period to get there. So, yeah, it's important that people be prepared for that. But, yeah, thanks for having me on. Happy to come on and chat with you anytime, brother. All nice right, to meet Max. you too. All right. Until next time, everyone else, have a great evening.